Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, you are going to be doing a relationship inventory. We're going to talk about all the different types of spiritual relationships in your life and what they mean for you with special emphasis on karmic relationships. They don't always get enough play. So I'm going to deep dive into them and what they mean. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Well, you're right about that. I'm not 100% sure what a karmic relationship is. Mm-hmm. I do know what a twin flame relationship is Mm -hmm. because, well, first of all, me and you are not twin flames. You've told me this to (laughs) me many times, right? We're not twin flames. But I do have a twin flame. That's Jebediah. Right, okay. My Amish friend from Pennsylvania. Deep joke, deep joke. Yeah. (laughs) You haven't made that one in a while, right? I know. Um, So, but what's a current? Just kind of give me a rundown. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go into it, obviously, deeply. But like in a nutshell... We're here for many lifetimes and there's always leftover stuff that we didn't quite learn. And karmic relationships can come in to brush us up on those lessons that we might not have quite picked up as well as we should have in past lifetimes. Okay. So basically what, if I got this right, what you're saying is like, I have a relationship with someone now, Mm -hmm. not you, but some person, Mm -hmm. and maybe there's something I didn't learn in like my previous life when I got eaten by a shark. (laughs) Or was in the Vietnam War. It's just, it's kind of like... And then they teach me? And I'm going to go into it. But I'm going to make this simple for you. Okay. You were a history major. Let's say you got some like C pluses in some of your classes or whatever, right? Like... Yeah. Well, that's you being very kind to me. Okay. (laughs) Most of them were Ds and Fs. All right. So you were, you're young, you're in undergrad, a lot was thrown at you. Think of that as a lifetime, a couple lifetimes ago. Okay. And perhaps you didn't do as well as you could have in each one of those classes. And in this lifetime, it would be like brushing up on, it would be like somebody brushing you up on the points that you may have missed to get you, get you an A instead of a C. That's what these relationships do for you. Okay. And that's like my metaphor. Okay. Think about like, like brushing up on something you could have done better on. Okay. They just have you brush up real quick. Ooh, brush up, and then they sent. And then ideally, you're supposed to be sent upon your way, continuing on in your well, soul contract I, growth with this lesson. I got a lot of C's and D's <laughs> and F's. As podcast listeners know, I think my GPA was a 1.1 yeah. my first year wow. in college at, U, at University of Buffalo. They were going to kick me out, but. Anyway, all right. So I got a lot of brushing up to do. All right. I got so a lot if of, that's an indicator for past lives, that's pro- you probably have a lot of karmic relationships. Right. <laughs> and I would have them in this this lifetime, like right now, or I had them each lifetime. Usually they show... Usually Am I getting they, too deep on you? It's like your questions are weird. <laughs> well, usually... I'm trying to understand it from my red, my red aura perspective. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> it's like, is there... Uh, it's kind of like um, the Huntington Learning Center for you. Yeah. They're like, is there a Huntington Learning Center of spirit guides yeah, yeah. that come and... Well, yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't do well my SATs my, either. My okay. karmic relationships <laughs> yeah. to brush me up. It's like, okay, like, it's not so official. Okay. But... It's usually when you're going through something after yeah. a spiritual awakening, and I'm going to talk about this. All right. It's after a spiritual awakening, you have some things that it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have these skills. Enter a couple karmic relationships real quick. Let's get you going. And these are like friendships or they can be romantic relationships or not. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I just learned something super quick and it's from okay. them. But because relationships are funny, we can look at them as a person. Instead of the lesson. So sometimes we got to let people go. All right. 
Oh, no, I'm not done. No, oh, you're moving okay. me along. Right. Sometimes, sometimes right. we have to let people go. No, they've lost you. You don't care anymore. You ask all these questions. Well, no, I, I'm explaining it. Yeah. I was just thinking, as you were talking, I was thinking in my head who I might have these karmic relationships with. No, you with. weren't. You yeah. were like yeah. getting hungry or no, something. No, I was like, I was thinking, could the guy, could the cashier at Publix be my karmic relationship guy? Maybe, Scott. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, continue. <laughs> now I'm done. All right, fine. We'll get into it in all like right. five minutes. Well, Just I, hang in there, people. All right. Well, I do, actually, I do have a question. All right. All right. So you, when you're doing a reading, let's say. Now, I, I, you know, a lot of people I know ask. <laughs> Nothing. Just go on. You're fine. fine. I know a lot of people ask, hey, is this my, you know, they send in a picture. Is this my twin flame? Mm-hmm. Is this person my soulmate? Correct. Right? That and happens they, a lot. Yeah. They might even send in, am I in a karmic relationship with this person? Sure. So all you're getting is this picture, right? Just this picture of this person. Yeah. And like, how do you know? Like, how do you, how do you know from that? So first off, my little preamble here <laughs> is my preface is that you define your own you define your own relationships. You know, we're big on that over here on this podcast. I'm really big on that with all of you. You have the power to understand and define. That's why we're doing this today. Your own relationship inventory. Some you think somebody's a soulmate or a twin flame, or like you define those things. Having said that, in a reading. And I'm going to explain this further. I have my own definitions of some of these relationship terms like twin flames, soulmates, soul family, kindred spirits, karmic relationships. You know, these are things I I can feel on my own level. But I will say when you send me a picture of a twin flame, it happens every time. You don't have to tell me who they are. Okay. It's like just a picture. And all of a sudden I'll just start getting sweaty. And I've talked about this on the podcast. It's my own gross, weird psychic thing. When I see your twin flames photo, I get really, really sweaty and, and I feel the energy and the connection. And this is high and different relationships are different. Like soulmates, I'll feel warmth, like family and kindred spirits are more just kind of like that light. I'll feel emotions through you. And this is how I know it's real. Okay. And not, and this is really, and you guys all just have to sit here and just wait. Trust me. Don't think I'm crazy. This happens to me all the time. Okay. I read all sorts of people. Scott's getting scared. Yeah, <laughs> You're I'm like, sorry. what are you going to say? Like, what is going to happen here? I read all sorts of people. And sometimes I'll read older people too. Okay. And older people definitely have relationships and all sorts of things. Like I've read women and men in their seventies and eighties a lot. I have. And if they send me a picture of somebody who's like their twin flame, I feel it. And this is how I know it's real. Like I have looked at pictures of like 80 year old men and been like, Oh my God. Cause I, cause you understand I step into your energy for a reading. That's how I do it personally. I'm like an empathic medium and empathic psychic. So I step into your energy. I step into like your guides and everything and your emotions. So I have looked at pictures of like 80 year old men and been like, he is hot. Like (laughs) what a fine man. Like, damn, like you guys have chemistry. Like he is good with his hands, isn't he? Like I (laughs) feel it. So what? No, I don't know that. I feel it. And that's why I know it's real because me, Megan, I have my own preferences. Okay. They're Scotty. Wait, you know what I mean? Okay. Obviously. So they're not, my point is it's not like 27 year old Zac Efron photos of right. people, you know? So, so I know it's real because I feel it. So basically what you're telling me is like you, you get this photo of this person. They're in their eighties. <laughs> Or and, anybody, you know what right, I mean? Right, or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, a, and you know, they're like, this is the twin, that's the sign that's a twin flame. Like, I get the, sweaty. Uh, getting sweaty. <laughs> yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, well, this sounds so crazy. All of a sudden, you're like transported back to Dirty Dancing, <laughs> and it's Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey in the Catskill Mountains. Yeah, like you know, d- dancing. Whatever I they feel you know, doing the their chemi- thing. I feel the chemistry, and I feel that twin flame feeling pulls me in. I read all sorts of people. I mean, this is like cross gender, cross anything. Like it, it depends. I will feel that. For anyone, I'll just pick up on the connection. I'm trying to say it doesn't cross my own preferences. You know what I mean? It's something else. Like I'm jumping into your perspective and your connection. So that's why when I read anybody, I can sense it because I'm picking it up from somewhere else. So, I mean, I've read men and they've sent me pictures of women. I've I've read couples that are, you know, queer couples and I felt that energy. So it's not like anything that's me. You know what I mean? I'm just trying but, to... But you- like yes, feel the I attraction. Feel, I feel it. It's just funny when it's older people because, like, I just think that's so funny because, like, this eighty-year-old man, I'm like, oh, he's, a, and it's just an old man. But and when the rating's over, it's like, oh wow. Like, but like during it, like I get it, you know, and um, and I'll get that too with like soulmates. It's just like I think with twin flames, there's always that like that chem- that kind of like that chemistry. So, so, so it gets a little bit like, ooh, it's real intense, you know? And then they're on the other end like, oh yeah, he was good with his hands. Like that kind of thing. It's just really funny. I am like, you don't understand right now. Like if, you know, it would be great if there was visual to this because my, oh, my, my face, like, it just like... It makes it interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't get the final scene of Dirty Dancing on my head where they're, you know, I had the time of my life. <laughs> Babies in a corner, and yeah. I just can't get it out of my mind I now. That, yeah, is that? I mean, is that how you envision a twin flame relationship? Yeah, so like, yeah, <laughs> the Patrick, end of Dirty Dancing. Yeah, Patrick Swayze and Baby that are twin flames. That's what, yeah, that's why I think it was twin that's, flames. That's funny. That's yeah. how you envision dir- twin flame do relationship. The, here, okay, I have one more question. Okay, <laughs> does, do, does the person that you're giving the reading to know that you're feeling this way? Yeah, I tell them. You do. Yeah, okay. I say all that out loud. Oh my and, gosh! Like I just oh. had one this week, and I was getting all these feelings about him and she was like, Oh, everything. Like it's when you're in one of these relationships and somebody can be like, you usually feel very isolated in it. And there's your logical part. That's like, I really shouldn't like this person. They're not that great on paper and they're ignoring me or like whatever's going on. You know what I mean? But then you can't deny there's this like this, this connection. So it's nice when spirit can come in and validate your connection and and so I just did this this week with somebody who just and I just knew immediately who this picture was and what was going on and it was just like thank you you know it's I'm am I crazy is a lot of times your but, question to me am I crazy and I'm like no because I feel it too <laughs> you're not you're not crazy and then if it's a soulmate you would feel let's say something different oh my god yeah you, you wouldn't get all yes, sweaty yeah <laughs> when it's a soulmate I feel like oh. I just want to lean on them and what a wonderful person is family, like loyalty, like somebody who envelops you. They, they really care about you. There's like an honest connection. There's good intention. There's, there's not just the link and the connection, but there's also all the actions surrounding it, which support that connection. So they're all balanced and you're, you're balanced with them. So I'll feel that. So sometimes too, with couples who've been together a long time, I'll be like, Oh, I love your, I love your husband. I love your wife. Like whoever, you know, I I love your partner, whoever I'm seeing. Like I love them. So yeah, I feel it. Like I love them too, you know, like that. And I think they're funny too. And I, I I get what you get about them like that. So basically what you're saying is any, Jennifer Garner movie. If you're watching any movie with <laughs> Jennifer Garner in it, 
That's the feeling. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's that's your soulmate feeling. That, your soulmate I guess feeling. any Jennifer Garner movie because yeah, you think any, you, you equate her with like a like, loving like person, wholesome, wholesome yeah, good yeah, person. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I think you just need validation sometimes in readings that connections that you have go deeper than just oh he's cute or she's cute or whatever. Like it goes deeper than that. And sometimes they're about lessons and they're about growing and or they're about something and and so it's it's just really cool that i get to do that in but i often at the end of the day it's like you already knew this you know which is what i try to tell them in their readings hey but you already knew that so you can trust yourself you're not crazy like you knew that didn't you yeah i knew that okay yeah and that's what i'm trying to teach all of you like you already know it and that's why we're doing this episode. All right. All right. That's very interesting. I mean, it's, it's a little out there. I got to wrap my head around what's but, going on when a twin flame comes in. Think but. about it too. Like everyone who's listening, you know, some, think about couples that you know. Okay. Some couples give you a ugh feeling and some give you like, oh my God feeling. Right. We all have that and you can call it whatever you want, but we're all picking up on some sort of connection. It could be passionate. It could be just think about it and then be like, well, what do you, what does that mean? All right. Well, I think we take a little break here. We got one ad. And then when we come back, you're going to get into the karmic relationships. Uh, we have dad grass. Hey, Scotty. Hey guys. <laughs> There's nothing like getting mellow, getting on the couch, all cozy on a cool autumn night. And watching a movie like dirty dancing. She's like the wind. <laughs> Dad grass is perfect for that. You know, dad grass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Dad grass CBD products are made with 100% organic hemp that's easy to dose and the effects come on smooth. They offer a variety of products from their token smokable pre rolled joints, as well as hemp flower and a variety of CBD tincture drops. Enjoy the effect of CBD while keeping a clear head. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Go to dadgrass.com slash KYA to check out their products. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash KYA. Go to dadgrass.com slash KYA for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash KYA. If you believe that we reincarnate, meaning perhaps this earthly existence is but a classroom, and you come a few times over to experience it in different ways, then It can be an interesting lens in which to look at the relationships in your life. Namely, if in past lifetimes you have some leftover things that you didn't quite learn then that are spilling over into this one. You can think of it as each lifetime you're majoring in some sort of area. And in past lifetimes, your concentration or your major was in a different area. So therefore, like little leftover review lessons or crossovers or stuff you didn't quite learn the last time can cross over into this lifetime. And it can be like really disconnected feeling and odd. And what better way, what better way to learn anything 
than in the context of a relationship. We learn the most from all the relationships we have in this lifetime. If you think about it, probably a lot or even most of your largest lessons have been because of relationships you've had with people, good, bad, and indifferent. So today I wanted to just do a little bit of a relationship inventory. So we're going to think about all the relationships in our life. And I'm going to pay a little special attention to karmic relationships. In episode nine of this podcast and episode 66, I do get into these things a bit. Mostly twin flame stuff gets a lot of the attention. And if you're interested in kind of deep diving in and more into it, you can go visit those previous episodes. Also, disclaimer, and I've just been saying this lately, just because I feel like even since I started this podcast, um, there's been so many interpretations of all these words, you know, karmic relationships, soulmate, um, twin flames. These are, these are the, I guess, definitions or the interpretations that I get from my spirit guides. Okay. And you 100% are welcome to yours. What I always say is take what you, take what you like, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Cause it doesn't matter what I or anybody else says. It's really about you and it's how you feel. And it's, that's the whole point, isn't it? Going inside and as you do this relationship inventory, think to yourself, well, what does, what is this person to me? What was that? What, what does that feel like to me? And that's really the point of this. But listen, I love talking about this in a spiritual context. So that's what we're doing today. I just don't like to label your relationships for you, but I have to start with twin flames. Okay. I've said it before on here. It's true. I have like a weird special psychic gift when I do a reading for you guys. If you give me every once in a while, somebody will give me a picture of somebody and it's like, oh, I start to sweat and it's so gross. But it's when I, it's when I know it's your twin flame or whatever my interpretation of that is, that's what it feels like to me. Like that's the relationship. And this is how I define twin flames. Um, so a little twin flame review. And again, episode nine, episode 66, I go way deeper on this. Um, but in review, when you meet your twin flame, it's like instantaneous. There's no falling in love. It's some sort of energy exchange between you and them, which is just immediate. It's just instant. And you don't just want to be with them. Like you want, it, it's not even like a physical need. It's like on top of that. It's like emotional, spiritual. You want to like mold into them or something. And that's because it's that twin flame thing. Like your souls need to unite and the bodies are getting in the way. So it's kind of this longing and it's always mutual. Um, and everyone has that stage in any relationship, like where you can't keep your hands off each other. It's different than that. This is like, you want to merge with this person soulfully. And, you know, twin flames, according to a lot of theories and teachers, are your other soul half. So there's kind of, you only have like one in this life. I feel like you only have one twin flame in this lifetime if you meet them. And it's okay if you don't meet them. It doesn't really mean anything. It's not a big deal and it doesn't matter. It doesn't make your life more, you know, interesting if you do meet yours or if you don't, whatever. Um, but if you, if you have had one, you know what I'm talking about. And it's just, it's very magical. But then what happens is one always ends up being the chaser and one always ends up being the runner. 
and you end up, you know, some, and you can switch roles, like, and then you can be the runner and they're the chaser or they're the chaser and you're, you're the runner, you know, so you, and it never quite works out. Very rarely they work out. Honestly, sometimes they do work out, but very rarely they do. And the other thing I, I put with twin flames is they're always romantic. So like your cat cannot be your twin flame and it's not your kid and it's not your sibling or anything like that. It always turns into something that where there's a mutual relationship. Finally, they're not toxic. I hate when people, a lot of times, like, um, I hate when really toxic, awful people tell you, I'm your twin flame. We're twin flames. This is a twin flame relationship. And it's actually just a toxic, dysfunctional, abusive relationship. Twin flame relationships are never abusive. They're just really freaking frustrating. <laughs> and they make you want to tear your hair out and cry and write poetry and sing at the top of your lungs in the shower, but they do not, they're not like abusive, you know? Um, so, so that's, that's kind of the twin flame feeling. And then what their point is, you're supposed to understand something about yourself in a twin flame relationship. So it feels so magical and the places where you're not similar, you end up completing one another seemingly. And so it can feel like a, your soul's mirror and your shadows are sought out by their light and vice versa. So that's kind of the thing. It's like the exposure and all of yourself to yourself. That's really, it's like an awakening happens when you meet your twin flame, a total spiritual awakening. And it's accelerated so it can be a very quick awakening to yourself and they either can follow along or they can't but the point is the soul's awakening okay soulmates are lovely you can have more than one in a lifetime they're it's like just a wonderful drama-free connections now you can really go down a rabbit hole in this there's really different types of soulmates you can have like romantic soulmates so somebody's like i married my soulmate like they probably did you know it's like it's like when you know when somebody's with their soulmate hanging out with them is just so easy you're just like oh and you're like happy for them you're like you guys are great you know like they make you believe in love or something you're like oh yeah yeah um oh, you, but you could have kind of like a, a companion or a friendship soulmate too. That's like a friend of yours. It's just, you guys just are two peas in a pod and it's drama free and you really feel that connection to one another. You feel like you're home. You can have um, a bit of a karmic soulmate. This is somebody who comes into your life and you're supposed to accomplish something for the world together. Sometimes I see this with work relationships or you're just uh, doing something that's kind of like an advocacy or something to help a, the greater cause and you have a, a soulmate kind of relationship helping you with that. And they're, they're dedicated to the same cause as you and, and your purpose is to keep each other on task. Uh, but, and, and you can have like this feeling of love for them, but it's not always necessarily, especially in a romantic one passion. It's more just kind of, like, oh man. So if you have a romantic soulmate connection, it can be that longer burn. It takes a minute to get to that. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, now I can't keep my hands off you. So just keep that in mind. Sometimes with soulmates, it takes a minute to feel that way. Um, but you feel the potential right away. It's not like they're gross or anything to you. <laughs> like you do feel like, Oh, I like, you know, it's more, it's like a friendship and it's like, you've always known each other and, and they feel your pain and you feel theirs and you really root for them and they really root for you. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Uh, another type of relationship you can have is a soul family relationship. These are kind of your go-to people. I like to think of them because I read a lot is like kind of like the side characters in your life that are meaningful. So it's just people that you count on and, and then they come in and out of your life and they come in at the right times and, and you do the same thing for them. And it's just kind of a comfortable feeling. And there's not a lot of upkeep to these relationships. It's kind of like having a cousin or something like, Hey, yeah, I haven't seen you in three years, but you know, I see you at the family reunion and I know I could always call you and you could call me, but you know, we don't have to like, you know, text all the time. Kind of like that. So soul family people are kind of like your side characters, but you feel really good about them in your life. And sometimes they become more important at different times and then they kind of recede back into the into the background a bit sometimes too. And you for them. And finally, there's, um, before I get into karmic relationships, I wanted to talk about kindred spirits. So these are people who all of a sudden you just connect to and it's like, great. This is like great. And they come in all sorts of relationship packages. I mean, they could be um, a like they could be a romantic partnership. They could just be a friend. They could be a coworker. It could be somebody that you just see on the bus every day, and you're just like, you just know, you guys just look at each other. You're like, yep, we get each other. We just get it. You don't have to have one thing in common. It's just kind of like this instant connection, and you both know that you like one another, and it's light and it's easy, and they make you feel not alone in this weird world. And it's usually not a ton more than that. They're just kind of like that person you can buddy up with and you know you're, you're safe with them. But what is a karmic relationship? Again, these are my, this is like my interpretation of it when I kind of feel it. And I wanted to talk about this today because you got to ask yourself in life, <laughs> sometimes karmic relationships can be confusing because you can think it's like a twin flame relationship or you can think it's like oh my gosh, like, am I supposed to, you might have doubt, like, should I let this person go or no? You can have doubts about it. And so let's talk about it. So we come into this lives and into this life after many past lifetimes. And I believe that. And if you're listening, you might too. And we just have this leftover stuff kind of lingering. And when the lessons we didn't exactly pick up in our last lifetimes come around in this one, we'll meet a karmic relationship. And the thing is, these relationships are meant to occur so that you learn a lesson and then you have to let them go. And they can get a little toxic when you don't do that. Are there exceptions to roles? Sure. This isn't like, you know, like the medical dictionary of spiritual relationship terms. All these things are, you can play with them a bit, but that's overall how I see them. And so I see, you know, I do a lot of these readings and I'll see like different types of relationships in your lives. And like I said, I don't like to label things, but not everyone's supposed to be here forever. And we've heard that people are here for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And sometimes we don't know when to let the reason people go and the season people go. And that's kind of like the karmic relationships. So they're really, so this is how they feel. They're very passionate short-term connections, which usually come 
at the exact time you are at the midst, you are in the midst of creating huge life changes. And they seemingly just like instantaneously appear when you're doing something new or going through this huge transition. And karmic relationships often feel like you've known this person forever because they're probably from a past lifetime where you didn't figure out something with them and you both are attempting to do that now subconsciously. And you can feel very validated by them and also very much at ease and home with them, especially at the beginning. They can feel like a best friend, a romantic interest, or a connection which is just inexplicably intense. No matter the type of relationship, they're always quick, rapid, and they're very fervent in their nature. And how are they different from a twin flame then, you may ask, because it sounds a lot like the same thing. And I'll tell you how. So karmic relationships and twin flame relationships both will come at times of transition in your life and will both often result in really great, important change. But twin flame relationships always spark a spiritual awakening, whereas karmic relationships seem to come along right after you've been awakened. Twin flame relationships are almost always romantic, whereas karmic relationships aren't necessarily that way. And I guess the biggest difference between a karmic relationship and a twin flame relationship, which I see, is the ending. So this requires hindsight. So now you got to think about relationships in the past. That's that's what you'll have to do to reflect and, and ask yourself this, because oftentimes, while you will forever remember both relationships, a twin flame and a karmic one, after they've run their course, the twin flame relationship is a kicker. It's bittersweet. It's forever painful. It lingers forever in a super present way. Whereas like karmic relationships are different. Like twin flame relationships are like just as painful, passionate as, and tumultuous as day one, even after years of not seeing each other. Like you could not see that twin flame relationship for 10 years and, and then like a song comes on the radio or like a mutual acquaintance says something or you happen to see a picture of them on Facebook or, or something or TikTok or whatever and you're just like, oh, like it brings you right back presently to that feeling. And all of a sudden you're immediately in that same state of mind and emotions as you were when you were in the relationship with them. You could be totally happy in your life right now. And it's just something, it just brings you back to it. That's why there's, you can dream about them. And then the next day it's like, oh my God, get it out of my head. You know, it's exhausting. So that's twin flame stuff. But karmic relationships, even if at one point they were just as passionate or tumultuous or whatever, they don't have that lingering like pain when you think back in the same way, like you could be like annoyed with them or angry if it ended bad or something, but it's not like that. Oh my God. Like you're in the middle of a Taylor Swift song or something like, Oh my God, like that. Okay. So you kind of look at them with a fondness and, and with hindsight, with karmic relationships, you can be like, ah, oh, that's what that was about. Like it's just easier to kind of see it observationally or I guess objectively than looking back onto a twin flame relationship. They just don't have that long-lasting emotional mark long-term, same as a twin flame relationship does. So I hope that makes sense. But what are some signs that you're even in a karmic relationship? Well, karmic relationships, like I said, are they going to show up? You have some sort of transition. You moved. You got a new job. You are picking different people to date. Here come the karmic relationships. Because I often see karmic relationships pop up after you've decided to work on yourself, like after a spiritual awakening. So after an awakening, what happens is you can feel very thrown back into an adolescent state. 
So these relationships can reflect that. Let me get into that because this is important. Okay. So think about it. You're having a spiritual awakening. All of a sudden, like, you know, a download. Oh my God, I've been keeping my mouth shut all these years, or I've been choosing partners who do this to me, or because my childhood, I wasn't allowed to do X, Y, and Z. I don't have any coping mechanisms with how to do X, Y, and Z. And I have to learn it now at like 33 years old. Enter the karmic relationship (laughs) because you're kind of thrown back to a place where maybe you should have worked on these things. They're raw and it's kind of like an unformed, an unexplored territory within yourself. And that's like great energy to bring in those karmic relationships for the lessons that are probably from a past lifetime that you're going to deal with now. It's kind of like odds and ends stuff. Because after spiritual awakening, you can even like meet people and you're like, what is, what? potpourri of friendships am I getting into right now? Seriously. And I've never been told I'm like this and I've never had a friend like this and I've never had a conversation like that. Well, some of these can be like karmic relationships. The whole point is to get you thinking, to get you reflecting, to get you working on something that you should have worked on in a past lifetime and probably definitely in your adolescence, but hasn't had an, an opportunity until now. And that karmic relationship is bringing you the opportunity. So you can be very thrown back into an adolescent state when you're going through a spiritual awakening. And these relationships often reflect that. So there are usually people who are kind of going through what you're going through and they're along for the ride. So like I'm single, you know, all of a sudden I'm single too. Okay, let's go. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is a lot. Um, Karmic relationships are like soul buddies. You know, they feel great, especially at first. And and they're, they're, they're actually wonderful things, honestly, because of their purpose. So they will help you solidify the nuances of this awakening that you've started. You can bond with them super quick and they feel very much like how relationships were when you were younger. Remember when you were a kid and you just had that best friend? You always, you couldn't get enough of each other. Like, let's sleep over at your house. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go to the mall. Let's do everything together. You probably don't even talk to them anymore. You know what I mean? But they were such a part of your life at that time. And you remember that feeling of just like instant bond and just the, the belly laughs and just feeling free and fun and just... All that. Karmic relationships can bring with that those adolescent vibes a little bit that you used to have in friendships. And you miss that. And it's kind of like, where did that go? It's sad that you don't always have that. Um, so it's, it's nice. Uh, but then uh, on the other end of that, they can, they're not always the most positive influences. Sometimes they can bring with them kind of decisions and choices and moments and peer pressure and things like that, that you also dealt with back then. And you thought you were over and now you're like, why did I make that choice? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I say that? So they can kind of bring with them those kind of confusing feelings too. However, their point is, is they, they end up accelerating your growth in the journey of whatever it is you need to learn before catching up and moving forward. And you can feel a lot of connection early on as well as feel very alive when you're with them. You can have increased energy when they're around. Suddenly you're up to doing things and going places you normally would never go or do. They can also be terribly addicting. Just like your friend group as a teenager, they can be the only people or person you want to be around. Therefore, you can find that it may upset the established relationships in your group as they wonder, hey, what is, who's this new friend? What's going on? Who's this person you keep inviting to everything? 
And why are they so odd and like ballistic? Like, what is this? So notice if you hear your established friend group or family group or whatever, start saying things like this to you. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. You know, you got to like always consider the source and be like, hmm, do they have my best interests at heart? You know, maybe this is a karmic relationship and they're noticing that this is kind of a different side to me. Um, Yeah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Karmic relationships aren't exactly for the long haul. So though when they go too long, negative consequences can occur, which I'll talk about. But, you know, the point of the karmic relationship is the lesson, not the person. And that's hard. And it's hard for a lot of us because we love we love really hard. A lot of you listening are like really hardcore empaths and, and you attach to people and you love them and you feel their inner selves or inner childs. And, and it's hard to, it's hard to let people go. So a lot of you probably like give a lot of chances to, or you rationalize, well, they didn't, you know, but or it was me, not them, or I can handle it or whatever. So it's important to notice when you start making more excuses for somebody or when you start explaining their behavior to yourself or to other people. Starting to notice, okay, maybe this is relationships lose. Maybe it's uh, losing its steam here. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I have to think about what did this person teach me, and and hang on to the lesson of this person. And maybe it's time to let them go. We'll see. Um, yeah. So it's like when you feel instantly or sorry, intensely stuck to this one person to the point of losing yourself. Making choices based solely upon keeping it the same as it was when you first met them and hearing others in your life alert you that this could be a bad choice for you. It may be time to reconsider your priorities. And when you find yourself being a de- like very dependent upon someone for your own mood, vibe, or feelings, the red flags are waving now. So always notice that. Like, am I getting too addicted to this person? Is this person... You know, if they can hang out or not, depends if I'm going to have a good night or not. Am I too happy when they can hang out? Or it's like the extremes of emotions. That's when it starts getting kind of toxic. You know, because what you're really supposed to learn from karmic relationships, like what their purpose is, is navigating your spiritual awakening. Facing, you know, karmic relationships really help us face parts of ourselves that are underdeveloped. Karmic relationships are our soul's way of creating contexts in order to nurture those underdeveloped parts of us into maturity. So a lot of times in whatever the dynamic with this relationship is, you might be seeing parts of yourself that are weaker or vulnerable or need established goals and set, I guess, prioritization. It might be standing up for yourself. It might be noticing something about yourself. It might be a lot of different things. 
And that's the beauty of it. But the way they do it is they cut you and they let you kind of, and you know, you kind of search, you have to search around your wound for it, which never feels great, but welcome to a spiritual awakening. As we know here, they're not always fun, but they're worth it. <laughs> so does, and I think like the word karmic can give people kind of like the heebie-jeebies like, oh, did I do something bad? Or all these bad things that happened to me, is it my fault? Am, am I doomed for the rest of my life to just meet people that treat me this way because of whatever I did in a past life? No, absolutely not. Okay. I really feel that we choose before we come here, a team of souls who are going to help us out on our soul contracted life path. Karmic relationships to me feel like past life connections who come in to teach us a lesson, a little leftover lesson, and leave when the lesson has been fulfilled. It's not you deserve it or anything like that. You ever notice, and I've said, you know, you always meet the same person over and over and over again until you learn the lesson. Karmic relationships are a lot of those people. If you don't deal with your mom issues, you're going to meet your mom. You're going to meet your mom and your boss. You're going to meet your mom and your coworker. You're going to meet your mom road raging you on the highway. You're going to meet your mom everywhere. Until you deal with it. And that's like a karmic relationship thing. And you could be that for somebody too, which I always find fascinating. Like, who are you the karmic relationship for? You know, think about it that way. Like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like what did I what did I do to that person? What did I teach them? Like what did I bring out in them. You ever notice that you trigger people? You don't even know what you did? Could be you're the karmic relationship. They got triggered by you for some weird reason. Maybe that's their thing. It's interesting to think about both ways. So how do you navigate all this? And I think that's what we're just trying to do today. That's why I want to do the relationship inventory, understanding the purpose of these relationships help you navigate them. Even if you don't, yeah, I don't know if that's a karmic relationship or I don't know, like a twin flame, whatever. It does. It just, what does it mean? What's the lesson? What's it, what is it exposing in you? We don't always have to label everything. We can just be like, what is this making me feel inside? What have I learned three months ago before I met this person? What was happening now? What's happening? Let's... Let's compare and contrast, you know? That's really what my best advice is in navigating these things. We, these relationships are about our own lessons, which need to be learned. When we understand that they are tools from our spirit guides and our higher selves, we can grasp the bigger picture, and that gives us so much more control. Karmic relationships are truly here to cast a light upon our own shadows, our own underdeveloped selves. And when we see that, then we can do something about it. I mean, it's easy to get emotional, it's very easy to get emotional, but then you can still be emotional and still be kind of observational. You can do both. When can a karmic relationship be toxic? Well, karmic relationships aren't necessarily meant for the long haul. They're more seasonal. It's kind of like leaving up those Christmas decorations after Christmas. The neighbors start giving you mean looks and all you purple auras know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, it's February 1st, Susan. Take down your garland. <laughs> That's kind of what a karmic relationship feels like when you've, when you've hang, hung on to it too long. It's like time to let it go. Time to put it away. It's not cute anymore. Um, therefore, when they stick around longer than their purpose in your soul contract, they can begin to get a little negative. And, and clinging on to these karmic relationships, instead of, instead of really understanding the lessons within it to launch yourself into the next chapter, that's how they can really become toxic. In an attempt to reshape your own life, you can become dependent on these relationships to stick by you and see you through. But in the end, they were never there for that. They're not your wing people. They're there to show you what it is that you need assistance with, what you're still scared of, and, and in what places you need to grow. They expose. 
every once in a while, these relationships, sure, they last. I mean, I can't like never say never, right? I mean, if two people are on the right page and in an appropriate headspace, maybe these can become relationships where the two people grow together as friends or romantic connections or something. I mean, these can also be people who've done this so many times in past lives together and have finally decided to make it work in this one. I guess they're just a little bit more tumultuous than other relationships. More often than not, however, they're, they're people that you just remember strongly, sometimes with fondness, because you see with hindsight the lessons they brought forward for you to learn. And meeting them again or seeing them can reignite more that feeling within yourself of like, wow, me, I've come so far. I'm so proud of myself. Instead of longing for what was once between you. Okay, so do it. Do your relationship inventory next time you're driving. You know, you can think about all the people in your life. I wonder what that person is. I wonder what that person is. Think about the past. If you're like to write, write about it. Next time you're jogging or doing something kind of where your mind can wander, think about it. I'm telling you, just kind of doing the inventory and being like, what was the lesson here? What was the lesson there? Can bring you a lot of insight into your life and a lot more control about what lessons your soul is grasping to learn. So now I would love if we all head on over to the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page and, you know, talk about what you think your relationship inventory looks like, if you'd like to do that. And we can all share there together. And, and hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. It looks like you already took your relationship inventory. I see you have it written down in front yeah, of you. so as you were doing your speech, I decided that I was going to, you know, take the inventory. Yeah. I made a whole spreadsheet. That's great. It's very yellow. Yeah. I made it real yellow. Actually, no, it's on the back of a napkin. It's not, it is. <laughs> it is. That. So, so, but I did write them all down and then I was really thinking hard, you know, which one is which for me. Okay. So I wrote, okay, so let, we'll just go in order here, that the order that I made, mm. which first I have down is soulmate. And, you know, I, and look, I took a lot of time on each one, a lot of time. <laughs> and soulmate, I came up with, it's Mystic Michaela. Oh, honey. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Did you have that on your list? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're my soulmate, too. Okay. All right. So that okay. one was easy. That, okay. that, that was really easy. I, you know, I tried to draw it out, but it was easy. All right. All right. My next one, it was also pretty easy. That's my yeah. twin flame. It's awkward. It's awkward, but it is an Amish guy. Yeah. You know, I... I I didn't want it to be that way. We're doing but, the double deep joke. Yeah, I didn't want it to be that, that way. But that's just how it is, and we I've can't accepted it. Control yeah. these things. But right now we don't talk so much, so that's good. We're we're on a break. All right, that's fine. That's important. Um, okay, the third one I have is the soul family. Soul that you family, talked about. Yes. right? And this one was also really easy. That's the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family on yes. Facebook. I those are that. my discussion groups because I run all the discussion groups throughout the week. Yes. So all the people in those, that I think is my soul family. I love that. Sometimes they, they kick me out of the discussion groups. <laughs> well. So maybe they're a little mad at me. I don't know. Maybe I'm not a good member of the soul family. Maybe, you know, because I, you know, I have all this karmic stuff I got to get through. Well, now that they know you better, they might be like, okay. Yeah. You can go now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kind of. All right. Time to go. We're talking about deep things. You can go now. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, so, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. So that's my soul uh, family. Sure. Yeah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. 
So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Um, then the kindred spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that one, you know, I, re- I was like, really, like, who could this possibly be? <laughs> Is it my banker? Is it my accountant? <laughs> I wasn't really sure, and I came up with it's the cashier at Publix. So, I think it know, is, though. Yeah. Because you two do have a thing. We do, and, you know, he says the same thing every single time. Aww. So it's like he's got, like, lines that he repeats, but yeah. we're just fine, and I get him a candy bar every time. I, I didn't know you did that. The kids came home one day. No, that was a weird – that's a crazy story because you – Yeah, I think you we, for- I might have mentioned it on the podcast before. Did I? No, no? I don't think you – the – who was it? Bree or Ab- Abby? Who knew what candy bar you gave him every time? Yeah, Abby. Yeah, that's so what we I, I think we mentioned that. Yeah. Did we? I think so. Okay, I don't yeah. know. Sorry, guys. We episodes. forget what we, we say to yeah. you. And you guys know better than us. <laughs> but just to review, yeah. I didn't know you did this, but you wanted to tell me a story about Abby. And you're like, hey, oh, and if you know Scott and you're married to Scott, what happens is he starts a story like in the middle to late end and you never get the beginning of it so he comes home from Publix which is our grocery store in Florida and he says Abby knew what candy bar I always get the cashier and I'm like back it up you get a well, what are you talking about you buy every time what, what is this candy bar for the cashier thing and then you're like oh, like I'm supposed to know and you're like oh there's a, a cashier that you always go to and he always you always buy him a candy bar yes. Hershey's with almonds. Okay. And that's like his thing. And he expects it from you. Yes. Now, I I feel like we have to say this. Yes. He just expects it from you. And you've always been doing that. And so I guess you had Abby, and she had never seen you do this before. And you're like, oh, Abby, which one does he want? And she she knew exactly. She's like, that one. This was a couple years ago. So she was real little. And so anyway, so... I think he is your kindred spirit because I feel like he looks for you. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Right. Like, yeah, I think he does. And you look for him. And I, yeah, I always look for him. <laughs> I do. I always like to go through his line. Yeah. You know, and I always talk to him. I always ask him the same questions. And he, I, he's, I think he's getting married. He told me he's getting married. So. Oh, really? That's yeah, great. Yeah. In January, he's supposed to be getting married. You're going to get invited. Uh, and you're no, going to have to no, bring no. a Hershey's with you, almonds. <laughs> hey, that's, that's not bad. I can, I can bring like a carton. It's so. like you two just get each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I love it. All right, so that's what, that's what I think my kindred spirit that, is. Like I'm not a, sure, 100% sure. That's like a good example of one in a Yeah. Way. I like right. that. All right, we'll go with that one. Yeah, you yeah, click. I, do, I think we do apologize because we've probably told this story before. But yeah, if, sorry. You had to hear it a second time. <laughs> we'll just call overtime and then it doesn't matter. So actually, I'm, we're like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys are all kind of like each other to yeah. us. So, so you, we might get repetitive on so you. So what we edit is put an overtime about two minutes earlier. Got it. Just say like. Just have a Here, let me in. put in an edit now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Overtime. Okay. And okay. We'll, we'll put that. I'll just put earlier. that two minutes earlier. Perfect. Done. Perfect. I'm that good. <laughs> good job. All right. And then the last one. I'll it, never do that. <laughs> oh man. All right. It's fine. And, all right. And we the last it. one is uh, karmic relationships. What this was yeah. all about today. Yeah. And I really narrowed this down, and I think it's the cats. I completely. Can it, can it be a cat? I I don't know, but for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, for me, it can. You have a tumultuous relationship. Yes. Nobody gets more aggravated than you. No, there, there's really the, the big, and this is probably a privilege and a, a blessing that the biggest stresses <laughs> I have in my life are the three cats. <laughs> and I, and I'm saying that that's actually probably amazing because if like the biggest stress in your life is three cats, you get so you're upset. probably doing pretty well. 
But yeah, I mean, there's all the time. They're always around me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, sometimes in my head, and maybe this is because I'm crazy, I feel like if there was a side sitcom going on, it would be like you and the cats all day. Like you and the cats have hijinks no, that happen. I know. It like overlaps our regular life. <laughs> Like they just they screw with you. Like like the other day, I <laughs> and got it's like I'm a, waiting for music, like bah, 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 yeah. bah, or it's like, something. You know, like how you make yourself a meal or something. And yeah, like you, get, you get a drink, you make yourself a drink, and then, and then <laughs> then you make the meal. So I made myself the drink. I put it down. I start going to the microwave. You know, because I can't cook anything to heat something up. And by the time I get back, the the drink's gone. The cat drank it. <laughs> It's all finished. It's all it's finished. They do this to you all the time. Yeah. Then, then I go, then I put my meal down, go to get the drink refilled, and my food's gone. <laughs> they steal it. They yeah, like, they, I'm like, I'm shouting across the room. Like, they work together. Get out of my food. Yeah. yeah you guys have food. a whole, it's like a whole hijinks operation. Yeah. And we all just find the cats amusing and funny. And you just get so triggered. So yeah, it could be, so it's you cat. definitely have some lesson to learn from them. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it might be with definitely Rocky. I mean, Dusty <laughs> doesn't do anything. He just if Rocky, he Dusty, just and Binks. Yeah, Dusty, like, I don't know what goes on in his and head. Bob, but like, that triggers you too. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything. That's and just, like the one time we needed him to do something, when was that? we needed him to be in a video. Like just, oh, to, yeah. to, just stand still in this video. <laughs> Okay, just, just stand still in this video, Dusty. That's all you have to do. That's right. And he I couldn't have, even do that for well, us. Well, I had to put a hat on him, and he wouldn't let yeah, me. Yeah, he, he wouldn't could, let, The other cats did. The other cats did. He wouldn't like, let me. Rocky was upset by it, but Biggs loved it. Biggs is like the showman. And, you know, when... But, you, but like the level of anger that the cat wouldn't wear a hat was so comedic the reason you why. Were like, like that level of angry is how other people feel about like real life things and you were just like why would he wear a hat yeah <laughs> like you were so absolutely yeah, it, upset it, it's yeah it's because he, he doesn't do anything and, I, and he doesn't give anything back in return he gives nothing back zero nada he's just like a freeloader in our house <laughs> And, and then there's Rocky. Rocky just he annoys me on purpose. Okay, so yeah, we, let him in, we let him in the garage. He likes to go in our garage. Yeah. So I, you know, he he paused for that's his signal to open up the garage door yeah. and let him in the garage. He's very smart. Right. So then I'll find. So I get up. I'm watching a show or whatever. I get up to let him in the garage. Guess what? He won't go in. <laughs> he the garage. sits down. Yeah. He sits. Like, he lays down mind. on the floor next to the garage. Oh yeah, with that look like, hey, yeah. pick me up and I'll scratch you. Yeah. So yeah. then I go back and sit down. I go start watching the hundred foot wave again, and then <laughs> he does the same thing. He comes over. He scratches me, like you know, to let him into the garage. I go over to the garage. What does he do? Just lays down again. <laughs> So I'm like, fine. You get so angry. Like your blood pressure. <laughs> That's why my blood pressure. It's like, it's why not I funny when pills. it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then we do the same song and dance. And like, by the third time, you finally will go out. I Ooh, think that's funny though. That's, that's what they fun. do. That's that's they're doing it on purpose. All right, so we're in, I'm in a karmic relationship with the cats. Obviously, yeah. you I have to find of, your lesson. I got a lot there. of C's and D's in college. So <laughs> they're coming to teach you about right. something. Anyhow. <laughs> It was overtime. This was overtime. <laughs> so the red rat was in overtime. This podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad you spent some time with us today. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.